0: Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we're so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We know what a privilege it is to be there. Well, we would love to hear from you, so send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim Joy at EWTN.com. And today, our guest It's an amazing woman. Her name is Marlene Watkins. She's a Catholic author and the Foundress of Our Lady of Lourdes Hospitality North American Volunteers. She's here today to tell us about the miraculous events that occur at Lourdes Mm -hmm. and the new pilgrimage opportunities that are being made available. And she also has an upcoming series right here on EWTN called My Lord's Faith Journey. And she's also authored a book, Everyday Miracles of Lords. And that beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And her website is lordsvolunteers.org. Well... 20 years ago, yeah. she said yes to Jesus, and I just wonder if she had any idea what He was going yeah. to do with her life through her for so many people yeah. all over the world.
1: We had Marlene on some years back, and her mm-hmm. husband. Yes, and it was great. He
0: just retired when he was on, and when now he he's on, very busy. Yeah,
1: he didn't know what he was in for, I <laughs> guess. But this whole thing, it's just like amazing. Um, but I look forward to, to hearing the story and to being updated. And, you know, Joby had the family celebration some days back, and the theme was, I am the living bread, living. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking about Our Lady of Lords, if I, if my math is correct, which is kind of dubious for me, but it's about 165 years ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: when these miracles were taking place with Bernadette Subarus and, and this whole thing of being directed to dig for water in a place like, you know, no water was supposed to come up, I don't think, and she did that. and and these healings begin to take place. And so some of us might think, well, that's nice, that took place 165 years ago, that's wonderful Mm -hmm. enough. But you know, Marlene says these miracles continue, Yes. whether they're miracles of the body or miracles of the soul or the hope that the Lord gives. So this has been going on for 165 years. And she, of course, not only goes there, but she's bringing volunteers to help people, to minister to people, to show them hospitality, and to bring them into the baths that that they would go into to possibly receive healing. And uh, she wants to invite you to to go on pilgrimage or to be a volunteer. So this is a very action oriented living ministry.
0: Yes. And we are excited to have her. And you will be blessed Mm. to watch her and then also her beautiful series that is upcoming on EWTN.
1: So we'll be right back. There's plenty more to come. Please don't go away.
0: Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Marlene Watkins. She's a Catholic author, and she's the foundress of Our Lady of Lourdes Hospitality North American Volunteers. She's going to share about the miraculous events that still occur at Lourdes. All these years later, are they still occurring? Yes they are. And a new pilgrimage opportunities that are going to be made available. And she also has a wonderful upcoming series here on EWTN entitled, My Lord's Faith Journey. She has a great book, Everyday Miracles of Lords. If your faith is needing a boost, uh, an injection of Holy Spirit power, you want to get this book, and it's available at EWTNRC.com. Well, Marlene, we're excited to have you back. The last time you were here, you were here with your beloved husband, and he had just retired. Word on the street, he's very busy.
2: He (laughs) thought he was busy when he worked.
0: But if you're going to do anything in ministry, (laughs) you get busier. (laughs) Well, tell our family a little bit about yourself and how 20 years your little yes turned into all of this and then refresh our family maybe everybody doesn't know about lords yeah well well in fact
2: when my best friend had her business card plucked out of a fishbowl in the jubilee year two thousand and we're coming up on a jubilee mm-hmm. year um, she wanted to go to lords and i said i love that place with the three little kids But that's Fatima in Portugal. So you can see how much God (laughs) had to work on (laughs) me. Um, But what a great grace it was in my life. And I had a a tremendous healing and really a, a deepening of my faith, a tremendous deepening of my faith. And then there were two women that I loved that were also in great need of a grace. So a year later, unexpectedly, again, I didn't buy the ticket, so anybody that thinks that you know, they can't go. Mm -hmm. Again, somebody bought me a ticket to go with them and it just changed their lives. The one woman, um, she returned to the church after uh, over 20 years away from the sacraments and the other one came back to the church after Mm -hmm. 15 years out of the church in a a non-Christian church. Um, So it changed the way that both of them lived their life. One died shortly after and it really changed. She died with a miraculous medal pinned Mm -hmm. over her heart. So it changed living in this world and Mm -hmm. going in the other world. Okay. So, there's tremendous graces that came, and at that time, in the baths, I promised Our Lady, I didn't wasn't planning it, I just, when I kissed the floor, like, the, like Bernadette kissed the ground in the grotto, mm-hmm. all the volunteers there inside the baths do the same, they pray together, and I had been pulled in to come and help, because uh, there were so few people speaking English, and about mm-hmm. half the people coming in spoke English, mm-hmm. and I just, my lips touched the floor, wow. and I promised Our Lady. I'll come back in one year with ten good holy catholic american wow. women. I didn't know how that would happen and it did and from that, you know, thousands have come to volunteer and we bring the very sick and I mean people on ventilators, mm-hmm. people on mm-hmm. oxygen, people with kidney dialysis who think they can never travel, mm-hmm. uh, people who are quadriplegic, people who have really broken hearts, broken spirits, broken souls, broken minds, we, people of all different kinds of needs. We have. Fabulous volunteers. So anybody who's a medical professional, um, nobody's licensed in France. But so some have retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, some take their vacation time. They give of themselves. And they they make it possible for the very sick to go to Lourdes, but it also takes the the, the gym and the joys. It mm-hmm. takes us to be in the dining services, housekeeping services, people to help pull in the wheelchairs. And
1: are you recruiting to... us now? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you
2: haven't been. No, I'm here to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Father John Paul and I are going to pull you over. But yeah, so people that are not just medical professionals, because mm-hmm. some some people don't realize at all that they can volunteer. Mm-hmm. But some think they have to be a medical professional or you have to be trained. You have to be a person of goodwill. You have to um, go to your diocese and have the whatever the safe environment training is, mm-hmm. a letter of recommendation and then come and we have all the training and it makes it possible. It makes one big family. And for people who don't travel internationally at the airports where we depart, so it might be JFK, it can be Los Angeles, Chicago, the different places we fly from, Atlanta. We have airport hospitality teams. Mm -hmm. They help get us through the gate into security on the aircraft, and then they're there to welcome us home. So, there's a place for everybody Mm -hmm. to help, but all of this takes place founded in prayer. Mm-hmm. So it's the people that are sitting home and praying because maybe they're not going out and doing these, but it's their prayers. It's like the the chain of the rosary leading us over from this side of the Atlantic to the other. Mm-hmm. And so it's a just an extraordinary experience for ordinary people. Yeah. So if you know somebody who's broken or hurting or wounded and we have in the book, The Everyday Miracles, one is about this young woman Andrea and she returned home and she just had this tremendous Um, just opening of her heart for something that was, she'd never confided to anyone. And she did go home and die a few weeks later, but she wrote this beautiful letter passionate about, I wish everybody could go to Lourdes mm-hmm. and, you know, to find the grace, their greatest need of to receive that. And so that's a wish where people donate to it. So even people who can't pay to go, God makes a way. We help right from the beginning of getting the passport to get them all the way through the process wow. to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a tremendous undertaking to do this. And we stay in a hospital bed facility, Father John Paul can tell you about it, it's right across from, me. we're looking at the grotto, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're inside the sanctuary, it's unique. Um, it's We stay in this wonderful place, holy ground, um, in a hospital bed facility all together. We have young people who come, teenagers mm-hmm. with a catechesis program in the summer, and then we have university students who come, nursing students. So it's this tremendous family that all comes together like a crescendo mm-hmm. for this tremendous grace and...
1: Who owns the hospital facility, that's the facility? S- that's
2: the sanctuary of Notre Dame de Lourdes, so it's wow. the sanctuary of Our Lady. So the sanctuary is huge, um, massive. It, it, when you come you'll see. Mm -hmm. There's, of course, the three basilicas, 25 chapels, and the large grounds because we have two processions each day during the the pilgrimage season from about a holy week all the way through November 1st. Um, And then when it's colder in the winter, we pray the rosary inside the basilica Mm -hmm. in the evening. But then right there on the grounds is this five-story hospital bed facility overlooking wow. the grotto and it's where Pope John Paul II stayed when mm-hmm. he came in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the just to be the beauty to be able to just, you know, wheel out in, mm-hmm. in the nighttime and just sit in the grotto mm-hmm. in the quiet.
0: How long usually does a pilgrimage last? About like from beginning to end
2: good question it's Mm -hmm. about one week because Mm -hmm. when we fly over the water we lose the night so to speak on the plane on the way over and then we're there for at least five or six days and then come back so we try to leave on saturday and sunday and come back on saturday and sunday but our volunteers god bless them we call them the a team the awesome team they go over a few days ahead of time and get everything ready for us and then they stay a few days after to sanitize and get ready for the next group that's Mm -hmm. coming Mm
1: -hmm. it's interesting as you were sharing your story that you, know, you went over for particular reasons and then they called you to be a volunteer, right? They, they asked well, you to help.
2: Well, actually I got out of the line because it was so crowded <laughs> mm-hmm. and we were there for four days and you know, it's like out of the gospel where you're trying to touch the robe, but you know, everybody's trying to get in. And so I gave up my place because I had been the year before and received a grace and I went and was begging desperately for these two women to get in. Mm. And I was, you know, miming that we flew 5,000 <laughs> miles. You know, I wrote it on my hand, 5,000 kilometers. I called my Palm Pilot. Yeah. I was trying to, and um, he just couldn't understand me. And I know my French is not very good. I I wish it was better. Well, he didn't speak French. He was from Ireland. Uh-huh. So it was, it was kind of comical. Yeah. And so we listened, and he, he called someone. He said, listen to the plight. This poor American girl, she's come so far. And the woman said, can you touch your toes? I don't know why she asked me that at first, so mm-hmm. I just bent over. I said, Yes, I can. <laughs> well, now I understand. She wanted mm. to know one, would I do what was asked without any question? Mm. And two, was I physically capable? Mm. So I said, That's 15 pounds and 50, 50, <laughs> 50 pounds and 15 years ago. So it was, you know, but so, um, and then they, they kind of pushed, pulled me inside, yeah. kind of stuck me in, and I didn't have any training. Um, and I got placed in a piscine with all women speaking Italian, and I don't speak a word of Italian. Pizza and pasta—my only two yeah, words. <laughs> useless. Those are very important. But by they're the way. important, but not inside the piscine. So, but it was this extraordinary experience of helping, yeah. and it was like um, helping your mother, your sister, yeah. your grandmother, your friend, your daughter, your cousin. It just—I was just yeah. such a. Privilege.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was such a beautiful language of love, right? Yes. Because it's compassion, yeah. and you could see in people's eyes, right, sure. who were suffering and hurting and crying, a longing yes. and crying. And any human being, yeah. especially one like yours whose heart's set on fire by the Holy Spirit, you're going to respond in pure love and just sure. to say, "What can I do? How can I assist you? How can I guide you? What do you need?"
2: We call that the international language of lords. It's, it's mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And you can see it, it's just, it's such an extraordinary place. There's no place like it. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's where heaven mm-hmm. touched earth and mm-hmm. it's still, uh, it's still that way. Um, it's just a tremendous grace to go there.
1: Refresh our memory, or maybe people don't have any memory at all of mm-hmm. what Our Lady of Lords is about, how it took place, Bernadette's Subarus, you know, how did this come about? Who is she? How has this continued? And you mentioned all the chapels that are there and everything else. Mm-hmm. And,
2: well, in 1858, so it's the 19th century, you know, and at that time, if you were sick and dying or if you were paralyzed and needed, you know, the big contraptions of what they had as wheelchairs back then, mm-hmm. you know in old houses how they have the double doors? That's so your casket could go in and out. Mm-hmm. You basically were homebound. Mm-hmm. If you were sick or dying yep. or paralyzed, you were homebound. Um, well when the miracles began happening at Lord's people started coming out, mm-hmm. it really brought people out into public, mm-hmm. so that was another special grace. Yeah. But in 1858, at this time in the 19th century, the mother of God comes down from heaven and appears to this little girl, Bernadette Soubirous in the grotto of Massabielle. so it's this side of the beautiful Pyrenees Mountains, and it's the side of the mountains where there's a cave, so the grotto is a little cave, a shallow mm-hmm. cave, and Bernadette's really there with her sister and friend to collect some firewood, um, driftwood that comes up that they can burn, sell some for bread. She's very poor, she's illiterate, she doesn't go to school, she doesn't read and write. and But she's a holy girl, and she's there in the ground. she's not made her first communion because she can't read the mm-hmm. catechism. Mm-hmm. And this she said, the most beautiful lady is made out of the brilliant light. And she appears to Bernadette, but they don't talk, and they, they um, pray the rosary together. Mm-hmm and Bernadette's very moved. After that, she makes the sign of the cross with all of her heart, slowly with, she said, like the beautiful lady. So they meet together 18 times, and in those apparitions, Um, at one point she tells Bernadette to drink of the spring, to drink and wash, so Bernadette looks and there isn't any, she wants to go to the river, and our lady comes down out of the niche, that's how Bernadette knows, she was the same size as me and the same age, Bernadette's very petite, Mm -hmm. 4 foot 6, and um, she's young, she's 14, the statues we see, She's, she's not reaching and smiling, mm-hmm. she's praying, she's taller, she's older, because the sculptor said, well, she's the mother of God, mm-hmm. she comes from heaven, mm-hmm. and she's an imposing heavenly figure, but Bernadette says she's beautiful and young, mm-hmm. and more beautiful than we can imagine, and so uh, Bernadette goes and she motions for her to come back and points, and Bernadette digs in the ground, and water begins to bubble up to this day thirty to thirty five thousand gallons a day of this water Mm. come up and there's a woman who has a crippled arm hand, she's very very pregnant she goes, she walks um, a few miles with her two little toddlers she wants to know what the water is and when she touches it her arm is freed she's able to make the sign of the cross, Mm. she gives birth to her baby that day and he goes up to be a priest who baptizes so many who've fallen away from the church Mm -hmm. after the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. So the time and the the experience of it, and it's so profound that these miracles, so many of them happen. So that's why they say heaven touches earth. I Mm -hmm. mean, really this incredible grace of, you know, this water that miracles are still happening. Mm -hmm.
1: So let's talk about miracles. Let's talk about defining miracles, the way the church does that. Let's talk about everyday miracles you speak about And that these are are a variety of them are continuing
2: so a miracle is a holy word and they tell me they don't teach it in medical school so um we have to go when we look at the medical bureau at lords it's a unique of all in the world Mm. it's where people come and the medical director there says he's a unique doctor because most people go to the doctors when they're sick, Mm -hmm. people come to him and say they're cured. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't (laughs) see sick people, he sees healthy Mm -hmm. people. But he has a tremendous job in front of him, a responsibility, Mm -hmm. and that is to prove that the person had the illness that they claim, um, all of the documentation, Mm -hmm. and that they now don't have it. But even then, they don't say miracle, they're medical professionals, they say science cannot explain this. Mm-hmm. It's an inexplicable or unexplained cure. There are over 7,800 cases, you can go and look at them, extensive medical records. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very biblical, mm-hmm. it's gospel-like, mm-hmm. blind people yes, who can see, right. dying people who live, mm-hmm. um, paralyzed people who walk, I mean, it, tremendous, extraordinary uh, healings that take place it's up to the Bishop where the person lives to say that's the hand of God, Mm -hmm. that's what a miracle is. Mm -hmm. A miracle means God intervened. So you know anybody who thinks, I don't know about these miracles, even the Gospels Some people think Mm -hmm. they're parables, they're stories, you know, they're all dust. Mm -hmm. We can't go see them and and examine them ourselves Mm -hmm. or know. Um, Don't feel bad because you could be the next great St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. You just need to go to Lourdes and touch (laughs) Miracle Number 70, Sister Bernadette. She comes Mm -hmm. often. You know, Number 63, Vittorio Mm Mckelly. he comes. So maybe you just need to go and see Mm -hmm. and don't feel bad because, you know, that's how they knew... Jesus was our Lord. That's Mm -hmm. how we knew God is God, because He can do things that we can't. Mm -hmm. God does things we can't do, and it's through these miracles that people often are inspired to know that God is real, and these miracles are still happening. So, for a lot of people today, their faith is either renewed, or begins, Mm -hmm. or is you know enlivened Mm -hmm. by knowing that these things are happening Mm -hmm. and seeing them
1: well thank you so much for beginning to open the door to your ministry and the great works that are being done in lords thank the lord we have you for tomorrow and we'll share further so we hope that your hearts are really being encouraged and being warmed by this word and the great works that god is doing throughout the face of the earth and in particular in lords we'll be right back plenty more to come please don't go away i yeah. you.
0: Welcome back. We're at home with Jim and Joy, and now Father John Paul is here. We have missed him. He's been so busy because he has been everywhere. But when he's here now, I'm just so thrilled and happy. Father, in your travels, you too have been to Lourdes. I don't travel as much as Marlene. Yes.
3: Uh, Marlene's been over to Lourdes, I believe, close to 200 times Mm or plus. Um, But I went over to Lourdes twice with Marlene, um, and it's really amazing. I would. I, I. was trying to think about something to say before the show, and so many thoughts were just coming through my, my mind. But, you know, most of all, the people, the faces, um, the people that I've met, the relationships that I've formed uh, from going to Lourdes. And, you know, Marlene's right. We take um, the sickest of the sick, mm-hmm. you know, and not just sick people in body, but uh, sick people in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, there are miracles that that happen in the lords obviously there's a um, a process that one goes through uh, if one is cured uh, to examine a miracle but marlene would tell you that everybody goes to to lords and receives something mm-hmm. um, and that uh, miracles happen every day miracles happen in the confessional
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, miracles happen
0: in the eucharist in the eucharist and
3: <laughs> eucharistic processions actually uh, there's a beautiful a study, I think, um, and St. Peter Julian Imard uh, would, would attest to this, that um, a percentage, I believe it's like a third, a third of the miracles that take place in Lourdes are not in the baths, but actually mm-hmm. in the Eucharistic processions. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. our Lord is being processed uh, through the crowds and blessed uh, and blessing the people, it's really powerful. Um, one particular story, I think, um, you know, a family brought um, their loved one over to Lord, seeking a miracle. And, um, but I think the whole family received a miracle. And, and, the, and the particular person didn't receive, let's just say, a physical miracle that mm-hmm. they wanted. But I saw the father in particular Receive a miracle mm-hmm. um, in his just his whole life, his mm-hmm. whole countenance, even in his face, um, I saw his face like he was very um, angry. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even smile, all mm-hmm. wrinkled up. After going to the baths and going to confession, I mean, you thought you were looking at an angel. Mm-hmm. I looked at, him at I looked at him in the face. I mean, it just looked like a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his the wrinkles were gone. He could smile. So. Mm-hmm. I just want to encourage people to think about going to Lord's if they haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've never been to Lord's, it'd be worth uh, going, bringing a loved one, or even to donate uh, to the North American Lord's volunteers and helping somebody go that otherwise couldn't because mm-hmm. of financial uh, problems. Yeah.
1: Beautifully said and yeah. said from personal experience. Father, close us with a prayer and a blessing,
3: please. Sure. Family, may the Lord bless you and keep you, may he turn his face to you and be merciful to you and may he show you his kindness and give you his peace. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever.
1: Amen. Mm, thank Amen. you so much, Father. Go thank to Volunteers L-O-U-R-D-E-S, volunteers.org to hear more, to see more, maybe just to make a pilgrimage yourself or to take someone along who really needs God's healing in their soul, their minds, relationships, their body. It almost sounds too good to be true. Mm. But I I believe that Marlene and Father John Paul are telling the truth. And they've got testimony after testimony of miracles to to say this is really truth. This is happening today. Remember, you're an important part of this EWTN family. You're never alone. And you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.